Yo, what's up, internets? I go by the name of Jabari, and you know what it is. You know what time it is. It's Monday. So what does that mean? Another Words with Friends podcast, baby. Let's go. And if you don't know, you can now support the Words with Friends podcast on Patreon. So if you like what we're saying, if this, if this podcast is giving you any type of value, Holla at your boy. Go to patreon.com slash Jabari. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jabari and sign up for a dollar tip. You can tip this podcast with a dollar so we can expand it. We can keep it going and I can keep bringing you guys some thought provoking, insightful knowledge from some of my creative friends. All right. So now that the bills are paid right now, I got my man Orlando Urbina. That's how you say your last name, right? Urbina? Yeah, man. Urbina. From Gravity. All right? This is not Gravity. The company is Gravity. Orlando. I like to call him Lando Bando. Or Bando Lando. <laughs> What's good, man? Not much, man. I'm good. How are you? Um, man, I'm great, man. We just finished this Trelectro documentary interview. And, uh, yeah, that's coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Orlando is, uh, is directing the Trelectro documentary, for those who don't know. You guys know I have Modi on the podcast, my good friend, who's a part of the team Trelectro, DC to BC crew. And um, what, what has it been like, man? Because I met you last year when you were shooting um, that. You were out here shooting that. Yeah, man. So I touched down in LA last year for the BET week, I think it was. Yeah, BET weekend. It was BET weekend. Um, Legendary. I think we, we have very little memories. Man. As you oh, can. my God. For, for, before, before you even get into that, guys, Orlando is a filmmaker, a fellow filmmaker, and you come from shooting a lot of music videos, the music video realm, and now you've stepped into the doc realm. So now, go ahead. Okay. So do you want me to talk about the doc stuff or do you want me yeah, to talk about we'll, BET Weekend? Well, talk about BET Weekend first, man. Okay. These people need to know what, what we did. So it was crazy. Um, you guys, I'm sure you guys know Modi now. And Modi hit me and he was like, yo, can you come to LA? It's about to be crazy. We're about to take care of you know, BET Week. We're about to network. We're about to connect with people. And I was like, yeah. So I bought my flight. I got to L.A. I met you. And I met everybody else on the team. And it was crazy. We were in the studio with Wiz Khalifa, in the studio with Ty Dolla Sign, before Ty Dolla Sign blew up, yeah, before yeah. Paranoid, before all that. And I think that week we were at your party with yeah. Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, you know, Ty came. Yeah, 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 he was there. So, like, you know, you guys putting people on early and in the game. So... That was nuts, and experiencing that was crazy. I got great footage. I got to meet a lot of people, um, and I started to make the transition as, you know, as a music video director into a documentary filmmaker, which requires a lot of networking and communicating with people and yeah. hours of footage, yes, way more than music videos, <laughs> way um, more. you know, audio comes into play, all that. So I made that transition, and... After that, I, I ended up staying in L.A. for a couple more months to shoot a couple music videos for my friend John, who's on Capitol Records. Mm-hmm. He's a new artist there. So, yeah. What's his full name? John Bellion. John Bellion. Okay. Yep, John yep. Bellion. He just wrote that uh, single for Eminem and Rihanna, uh, mm. Monsters. Yeah, yeah, He wrote that hook for Rihanna. Nice. So, yeah, nice, that's that nice. guy right there. Yeah, yeah. And so, that was your first time in L.A.? No, no, no. no that wasn't my first time okay, in L.A. Okay, okay. But what... What have you seen, man, just from, like, being in L.A. often now, you know, coming from Maryland, because that's where you're from? Yep. What, uh, what's the L.A. vibe, man? What do, what do you get? Man, L.A. is 
the best place in the world. <laughs> Women, weed, and weather. Yeah, so true. <laughs> I don't even smoke like that, but yeah. Um, it's warm out here, man. People are happy. You get up, you you step out of the airplane, mm-hmm. and everybody's just so excited. Yeah. About yeah. life, every there's it's such a colorful place. The culture yeah. is crazy. Um, I'm Spanish. I'm Peruvian. So I like to talk to all the Mexican people I can meet out here. Everybody yeah. that speaks Spanish, I like to talk to. I like to greet them. You know, yeah. I like to greet them in Spanish. Um, I think people out here are nicer and they just want to help. Mm. You know, it's not. You, know, you can say hi to anybody and start a conversation with anybody. I've noticed that too, man. It's a little different from the East Coast in that in that regard, man. People are a little less cold. I mean, you may have your, you know, like industry snakes and those oh, type of people. Absolutely. You know those people I mean? exist but, and those yeah. people suck. But um, <laughs> I definitely want to say that people are nicer out here. They're, you know, more excited to help you out. And if not, you know, they're not like New Yorkers or DC heads. They're just like straight to the point and cut. They're like, come on, don't waste my time. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, let me take this second out of my day to yeah, help yeah. you out and point you in the right direction. Lay you down easy. Yeah, they're, they're very, very mellow out here. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah. makes it tight. Um, the food is awesome. Dude, man. The cultures out here are so crazy. You can walk into, you know, any Mexican spot, any Indian spot, any, you know, Thai spot, Vietnamese spot, and you'll just get hip to everything. Yeah, and you're just yeah. like, man, this is crazy. You already know, man. We, we, we be in that Mexicali. Exactly, man. Going hard. And you already know, <laughs> as a documentary f- filmmaker yourself, um, we travel a lot. So food and, like, good food is actually what we appreciate yeah, the most. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. When, you're, when you have been shooting something for, like, 18 hours straight, you got to... You have to have a good meal, or at least try to. Or when you, in, most of the times you don't. Most of the times you get a shit meal. But when you do have a good meal after a long day of shooting, man, oh, there's nothing like it. Nothing like yeah. just wanting to eat that, pass out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then hit the editing room. Yeah, then <laughs> back on the grind, man. Um, man, so how did you start getting into film, man? And at, at what age were you? Okay, so let me start in high school. Is that cool? Yeah, Can I start yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. So when I turned 17, actually I turned 16, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. So my mom hooked me up with, my mom cleans houses. Mm-hmm. So one of the ladies she works for was an engineer, and she was like, oh, my brother owns an engineering firm, and we can get Orlando an internship there if that's cool with you. And I was just kind of like, damn, I don't want to be an engineer. That mm-hmm. sucks. That sounds boring. Yeah. So I tried it. I got my first job at 16 as an engineer. And I worked there for two and a half, three years actually. Worked till I was worked there till I was nineteen. And after my first year, I met this really cool guy named G, and he put me on the cameras, and changed my whole life. He handed me his camera. He let me borrow it for a week. He was really into street cars and stuff like that. He would build his own cars. Um, and at the same time, in the evenings, I was working at Papa John's. I was a delivery driver, so. Mm-hmm. I made the decision to work that whole summer. I was probably working like 16-hour days, yo. You're 17 at the time? I was 16, 16 at the time. Bro, 16, 17 for... No, sorry, 17, 18 for me. I was a Papa John's delivery driver, too. What? Yeah, it was one of my favorite jobs. It's though. the best job ever. Yo, thank you! It's the best yo, job ever. It's, it's the only job that I... Like, quote-unquote, normal job, right, that I've had. Because after that, I pretty much didn't have a regular job after that. But that was my last sort of, like, real job. I don't even want to use that term real job, but like my last, like, you know, high school, got to get some money yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I take that back. I was a bellboy in, okay. in, at Howard. But anyways, that was the best one because 
it's almost like you have so much free time, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You just got to get the pizza there. Yeah. Dude, I would like... I would take, like, one breadstick out of people's things, <laughs> eat them like I was... Uh, no, sorry. I wasn't Papa John's. I was Pizza Hut. Okay. Rather. Um, and I would just take mad pizza home for my Absolutely. mom. Absolutely. You just mess up orders on purpose. Yeah. Just so you can take the free pizza home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was, that was the policy. That's why I love pizza joints, because, you know, you mess up an order. Um, most people mess up orders on purpose just so they can have pizza to take home. Yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> um, but I think the coolest thing about working at Papa John's is that... I deliver to so many people. Yes. So I would go to like the Section 8 housing, you know, the Section 3, Section 4, all those, you know, the lower end housing. And I wouldn't get, you know, actually I would get tipped more going to those places than going to the mansions. Really? Yeah. Like some of the richer people, you know, the more well-off people wouldn't tip as much. They'd be like, ah, you're just delivered. I don't care. I'll give you a dollar. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty much, um, that sort of like. That's what happens when people get wealthy. You know what I mean? They 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 think that they just deserve this lifestyle. Not everybody, of course. It's not a blanket statement, but a lot of times people find that when people, you know, reach a certain level of success, like their empathy dwindles with oh, it. I agree, hundred and ten percent. And I think that, you know, delivering to the lower end housing class, they understand what it's like to yeah, work those late yeah. night jobs. So, you know, they're more inclined to help you out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they're awesome. But going back to all this, I was delivery driving. I was, you know, working cashier or whatever for Papa John's from, you know, 5 p.m. till closing every day. And in the mornings, I was in my 9 to 5, I guess, from 8 to 5 p.m. And mm-hmm. it was down the street. The Papa John's was down the street from my engineering job. Mm-hmm. So I'd literally get out of my suit that I would wear every day, jump into my shorts and my, you know, blue shirt, yeah. and I start delivering pizzas. So... I sold so many pizzas, I delivered so many pizzas, and I worked so many hours that year, that that summer, that I bought a 5D. I nice. bought a 5D at the end of the summer, and I was like, yo, I'm about to get it. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to do this shit for real. Let's go. <laughs> so, I was a freshman in college, and I started taking hella pictures, but I was shy. I was like, damn, how do I get in the game? Mm. How do I show people my pictures or whatever? Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I think I shot that whole year. I think I shot 30,000 pictures that year. And I didn't release any of them. I bought a plane ticket at the end of my freshman year in college. And I was like, yo, I'm going to Cali Mm. with my best friend, Eric, at the time. And we went. And we actually traveled with this band called Voxtrot. And we kind of went on tour with them. Followed them to Chicago. Went to California. Went to San Francisco. Like, all this behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm. Along the way, Dom Kennedy had, like... A thousand to two thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah. And he tweeted, he was like, Yo, I'm at the Foreign Heartbeats music video. Like, any real fans wanna come by and meet up with me, you know, stop by and tweeted the address. <laughs> yeah. So I favorited it at the time and I was like, damn, I'm about to go. And we hopped on the train. We were in LA. We left from Union Station all the way down to North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We got there and he showed us mad love. Really nice guy. His manager was a nice guy. Everybody that was there was really nice. Dapped us up, let us take pictures. We met Overdose. They were all yeah. there. They showed us mad love. So I got my real, like, first real pictures touring with this band, Voxtrot, and Dom Kennedy. Mm. He even dropped a couple words on the University of Maryland. He, like, shouted everybody out. Nice. So it was really cool. So we did that, and I got back to Maryland. And I was like, what am I going to do now? I have nothing to show for. Mm. I'm delivering pizzas again this summer. This <laughs> sucks. I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I got to Maryland, and I was like, 
fuck it. I want to shoot for the paper. Mm. Everybody was like, no, because you're a terrible writer. You have no journalism background. It's not going to happen. I applied, and I got, I got it. I got the job mm-hmm. after, like, two and a half, three weeks of emailing the, I guess, the president of the, um, of the photography department. Mm. Um, she was nice until she fired me. Um, <laughs> and a, and at, at this time, you're, what, freshman in college? I am a sophomore. You're a sophomore. Yeah, okay, so when so you bought the 5D when? My I bought the 5D my senior year. Senior year. Yeah. Man, you're just dating me, bro. You make me feel old. <laughs> Five, the 5D came out, I was a grown man. Like, yeah. oh, yes. Something is here for so us. So I was senior. I think I was like, my birthday was early. So I was like 17. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to LA, I was 18. So now I'm, you know, I just turned 19. I'm a sophomore in college. Okay. It's, so So when you start working for the paper... Uh, what, did you did you get a lot of photos in, or what happened? Did you? So I started working for the Diamondback. That's what they're called. And, and for those that don't know, uh, Orlando is a student at the University of Maryland yes, right sir. now. Yes, sir. Finishing up your senior year. Yeah, right now. senior okay. year. So I I got the gig, and I'm going to tell the story. I don't care what she says, so I'm going to let her know because yeah. <laughs> people need to know this. Jackie was the name. I won't drop her last name. She was the I guess, you know, like I said, she coordinated everything for the photographers. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I met her in the parking lot where she gave me my first gig. And she was like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I just left happy hour. <laughs> this is all going to make sense in a second. Okay. I was like, damn, you're a little drunk, whatever. I took the job. She, shot, she, she taught me how to shoot everything, what she was looking for, no staging, you know, no, no um, you know, no... You can't stage anything. It's mm-hmm. all real photojournalism. Yeah. Everything has to be organic. It has to happen on the spot. If not, your photos aren't getting on paper at all. Mm. So I learned that. She taught me. She brought me under her wing. Um, and I learned a lot. I learned how to write better. They taught me all these different things that I didn't know before. And I, I attribute a lot of my success at the paper to my work ethic and just wanting to be at their level. Because that's what I saw them as. I didn't mm. see anybody else that I, I looked up to. So... I worked there. I was killing it. We were getting paid like $20 a photo, and it was the best job on campus because I'd be getting like eight photos a spread, eight times 20 is hella yeah, bread for yeah, a college for kid. A college kid. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, damn, you take fuck Papa Johnson. Out. Yeah, yeah, you're taking out girls to dinner, and yeah. you're like, man, I'm the man right now. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. So everything is cool, and the end of semester is near, and Maryland has this blackout game. Mm-hmm. Where all the football players black out, all the fans black out, everyone's wearing all black everything. Mm. All the Terps are wearing all black everything. And I didn't have class that Friday. So I woke up and I went to go drink early in the morning with my friends. I had two beers and I played FIFA for like eight hours. Yeah. So from 11 to like 6, 7 p.m., I was playing FIFA. I, had, I literally had two beers. I got to the blackout game. And she asked me what I was doing. I was like, oh, you know, I had a beer with a friend, played some FIFA. She literally looked at me and didn't say a word after that. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, something's wrong. I shot the game. I got some really good pictures. And it was Friday. So come Sunday, we always had to turn in our photos that day. Mm -hmm. Come Sunday, she didn't ask me to, like, come into the office. She was like, I just want to talk to you. I talked to her, and she fired me. Wow. And I was like, Because you had two beers. Yeah. She, I was like, why'd you fire me? She was like, you were drinking before a game. It's unacceptable. 
And she told you that she had yep. came in just from happy hour. I'll never forget it. Wow. And I wanted to say it to her face. I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're nuts. You're not, <laughs> like, you're getting, you know, pill every day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't even play this. And she's a senior, so, you know, yeah. she's old enough to drink. Um, but I didn't say anything. And... I lost a job, and it was fall. You know what, though, man? Sometimes what that is when people do stupid stuff like that, man, is, is it's fear on the other person's behalf. You know what I mean? It's like, I just need an excuse. This person is so good at what they do. I need an excuse to get them out of here so I don't feel like my job is threatened. Yeah. And what people really need to realize is that a lot of times, no, all the time, you should always be working with and hiring people that are better than you, people that can do the job better than you, people that you can learn from, people that inspire you, because that's how you get better. And that's how you stay great. You know, Absolutely. So, damn, I agree. Jackie, damn. Yeah, Jackie, <laughs> I'm going to remember you forever for that one. But, um, yeah, that hurt. I never gotten fired. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, damn. My mom's going to be disappointed. She's going to be like, you failed me. You know, Spanish yeah. mothers are crazy. <laughs> Mijo, you know, yeah. she's... <laughs> So I was I was down, but it was winter break. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Fuck it." Um, I went home. I visited my homies, and then spring started up again. I moved back into the dorm rooms. This is my second semester, sophomore year, and I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't have a job. I was taking classes. My schedule wasn't as busy because when you work for the paper, you have no time to breathe. You're yeah. at every single event on campus, yeah. shooting yeah. everything. You're meeting everybody. So here I am. I'm going to class. And I got nothing to do after class. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck. Life sucks. The weekend I moved in, my good friends from high school were like, yo, we're going to this B clash mm. this Saturday. It was the same day I moved in. And I wasn't doing anything. And it wasn't until that night that I saw the flyer on my desk. Mm-hmm. None of my roommates had moved into my dorm room. So I said, hey, why not? I'm going to go. I went and I missed my homie's performance by like 20 minutes, but I brought my camera. Mm-hmm. This one kid named Abel was rapping. And I took his picture. I thought he was a pretty good rapper. He was freestyling. And then this group called The Official at the time consisted of these two kids, Arjun and Owen. And I'll never forget seeing this Indian kid. His name is Arjun. I was like, damn, there's no way this kid makes beats. Mm. Super nerdy. Had glasses on. Perfect, you know, classic buzz cut, you know, all these things. I was like, this kid's a nerd. I don't, no way he makes beats. Mm-hmm. He dropped this one beat with this crazy-ass sample. Changed my life. Yeah, Had yeah. to take pictures of the kid. And I didn't know any of them. I just remember Abel's Twitter name. He was like, I'm Abel301 on Twitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Abel Battery or something like that. Yeah. Found the kid, found his email, shot him the email with the pictures. And he connected it to his producers, which are those guys there. They were Logic's in-house producers at the time. Mm. So that's how I got involved with Logic. Oh, okay. Okay. So for those that don't know, Logic is a Maryland-based rapper. Um, he was on the XXL Freshman cover last yes, year. He's also signed Def Jam. Um, and you, I mean, your videos were literally how I got introduced to Logic. So you started, at this time you're shooting photos. And you know what, one thing I also want to mention, though, too, man, is like, yo, just hearing your story and, and even knowing that, I didn't even know you when I met you. I didn't even know that you were in college, you know, and, and it, it's so dope because it reminds me of myself when I was in school, man. I was on the grind so much. You ask anybody at Howard that knew me at that time was that I spent it was it was cool because I was learning about advertising, but I was just using everything that I learned. That's what my major was. I was using everything that I learned 
on my own work. So I was learning how to advertise myself and my videos and all the work that I was doing. I was just learning how to get that to the masses. And I actually had, I knew what I wanted to do while I was in college. And I think that is something that was just so invaluable to me at that time, man, because it's like everything that I'm doing now is just what I was doing in college and what I was doing when I was a kid, just on a bigger level, you know what I mean? So that is kind of the same as you, I see, man, where, like, you know, you're in school, but even the way you handle yourself, you don't think that, like, you know, we're all, you know, older than you. I mean, not that much older than you. We're all in our 20s, but, you know, we're all significantly older than you and have been, like, out of school for a minute, you know, sort of, you know, living this entrepreneurial life. But when we work with you and when we see you, it's not even like you're different. You know what I mean? You're just like, you know how to handle yourself. You're, you're, you just fall right in the mix with everybody, man. And I think that that is, hats off to you for that, man. I mean, dude, I appreciate that. Like, I, I knew about you. I had seen your interviews. And when we met, it didn't click because, you know, we partied that night. The night we met, we partied. (laughs) And I was shooting video. And then, I remember waking up. We all, you know, we all crashed at the same yeah, spot. We crashed over Woke there, up, man. and I was just like, I texted my friend. I was like, oh, man, I'm with Jabari. I'm with Modi. And my friend was like, Jabari? The guy, <laughs> you know, Macklemore was popping off at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, that's the guy that did, you know. I was yeah. like, I was like, no way. Like, that, that can't be him. Oh, I remember, man, like, looking, thank you, thank you, looking you up on YouTube. <laughs> and there you were. Meanwhile, you're over there, you know, sitting on the couch. Faded. Yeah. Like, Passed out. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was an honor for me to, to be able to play on the on the level that you guys are on. Thank you, man. Because, you know, I am younger, but I do respect you guys for paving the way for yeah. us young filmmakers to yeah, get out there man. and get it. I mean... I love seeing it, man. I love seeing it, man. It's 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 definitely, like, lets me know that the young generation is, is out here and, like, has dope work to produce and show and stories to tell, man. So, speaking of all that, so now... Okay, so how, how did you... Um, I guess, I guess not only just how did you start working with Logic, but, but yeah, more so what was it like working with an artist um, that, and, and, and helping to sort of really, I mean, create the visual aspect of what that artist represented, you know what I mean? Okay. Because you, how many videos did you do for Logic? Probably like, I would say we're up there. 30, I would say. Wow. At least. 30 music. I mean, yeah, he had yeah. so many music He's videos. Content. Like, I think yeah. that where he succeeded is that he tapped into an internet demographic mm. that wasn't introduced to hip hop on that level. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. came in and destroyed that. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is what I'm good at. Here are my videos. And it was a young demographic that would grow with him. Exactly. So it was perfect. Like, you know, I credit that to his manager, who's yeah, a yeah, beast. Yeah. yeah. Chris, he's a super hard worker. Um, you know, athletes are always like, you know, beasts at everything that they do. Mm-hmm. So Chris, soccer player. So I would say that we started working out in college. We started working out all these videos and I, I'll never forget the day I met him because he was at a video shoot. Okay. And I was on my way to, actually, I was on my way to my last assignment for the Diamondback. Mm. Um, I don't know what, I think I was turning in my photo pass and credentials and all this, whatever. Mm. And I literally, like, walked in, 
met him, and this guy was in the zone. Like, he didn't even acknowledge me. He was like... Now, he was going to school at UMD? No, no, no. no. no he no, didn't, he no. didn't go to UMD. Um, I think he dropped out of high school. Okay. So, he was in the zone, knew everybody. And my first impression was just like, who's this guy? Like, mm-hmm. I just walked in. You're not going to say hi? Yeah. <laughs> um, later, we cleared up that story. He was. He said that, you know, oh, I was in the zone. I like, introduced myself to nobody I don't really know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I kind of brushed it all off. We connected. I shot some pictures. I emailed. No, I didn't even email him. He called me. And he was so persistent. And he was like, yo, I want those photos. Like, send me them with no tags or whatever. Like, mm. this is one of our first phone calls. And I was like, nah, bro. Uh, I'm not going to send anything over without a tag. And I even consulted one of my really good friends, Brian mm-hmm. Fresco. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a photographer from no, the area. I don't think goes so. by Go Fresco. Shout out to Brian. Oh, oh, yeah. I know that. Okay, I've seen yeah. that name before. Shout out to that. Brian. Yeah, best Fresco. photographer in the area. Okay. Um, one of my close friends. He taught me a lot of things that I know. Mm-hmm. So I consulted him. I was like, yo, man, this guy's nuts. He wants me to send him photos without tags. You know yeah. what that means to yeah, me? Yeah, like, yeah. give me free work. Yeah. Like, I can't be doing this shit. And Brian was like, don't do it, dog. Like, you know, yada, yada. I eventually ended up talking to Logic, and I was like, look, man, I'm going to send you these. Um, I'm not getting paid for this, so I want my tag on it, yeah, like, yeah. point blank, period. Yeah. And he was like, okay. We came to an agreement. Didn't talk for a few days. He got the photos. He loved them. And I think at the end of the week, he sent me his first project. It wasn't finished, mm. but it had, like, 20-some tracks on it. It was titled Young Sinatra. And I was like, damn. Mm. I remember he gave me the CD. I played it. And I was like, yo, this kid has potential. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd heard a lot of music. And, you know, at that point, I didn't know how he was going to get marketed because he didn't have a manager. He had nothing. Um, I had that project, and I played it for my friends. And I'm like, yo, this kid's really good. That's one of my favorite projects, by the way, mm-hmm. Young Sinatra. And, yeah, we started shooting videos for fun. We were just kind of like, oh, let's go shoot He this, just liked your photos so much that he was like, hey, you want to shoot some videos? I think I think he was more impressed at the quality level. Mm, that okay. I don't think he saw like other kids my age delivering that quality yeah, level. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I guess staying up all night, killing shit. Like that's mm-hmm. what I was into. I, I didn't want to put anything out unless I thought it was tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I spent a lot of time on Nike Talk when I was younger because I was a big sneakerhead. Then we are. And Come on, yeah, man. so I was, I was on Nike. Yo, man, J twenty three ball. So there you go. Like Use your name. You know, <laughs> I, I paid a lot of attention to all these guys who who really cared about the aesthetic, about the design, about mm-hmm. the streetwear, about the clothes. Like, I was there when the hundreds first started, yeah. when they were doing the blog posts, and it meant the world. Like, you yeah, had to check yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah. So, I cared that much about everything that I did into my photography, into my work. So, I did all these things. We shot all these videos. And maybe two to three months after shooting all these videos, he picked up a manager mm-hmm. who had interned at uh, a couple of labels. He had interned at Atlantic. Mm. So I was like, damn, it's kind of it's kind of tight, you know. He was managing this other kid named Taya Bali. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He actually had a lot of views on YouTube. So they, you know, what they did. Chris was really good at the whole internet thing. Yeah, because I noticed that, like, kind of in a similar vein as TDE, like all of his stuff is on the Visionary channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Trying exactly. To pump out. But they're like the internet type. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they they murdered that. So. Mm. I remember Chris came down from New York and he was just like, yo, guys, uh, I'm going to get this video and, you know, I'm going to put it up on my channel, the Visionary channel, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do X amount of views. Mm-hmm. I was like, no way. Whatever. Who's this guy? And he came through. Mm-hmm. And it was nuts. And, like, you know, the views kept growing. The fans kept growing. And a lot of people questioned it. Um, 
I mean, I didn't believe it. None of us really believed it until he sold out his first show. Mm. And then that's when things got crazy. I mean, we shot so many music videos. I just remember, like, not going to class, skipping exams. Like, before I knew it, I think that same spring I was on tour with them. Yeah, it's just, like, stuff can go so fast. Yeah, things go so fast. And you know, like, when you're documenting things, like... The camera's always in your hand. Always. You don't really care about what else is going on. Yeah. <laughs> you care about what's going on in front of you yep. and how you're going to document it, how you can't miss a shot. Yep. You know, the paranoia of your battery dying, your yeah. memory card getting filled. Like, fuck, yeah. like, am I filming too much? Am I not yeah, filming yeah, enough? Yeah. Like, you know. So as a college, college kid, I saw that as an internship, um, a period where I was learning. I was learning a lot about myself. I was learning about the content and, you know, where it was going, how it was being spread. Marketing. I got to see all the behind the scenes, the fans, you know. Dog, fans were so crazy, they'd bring me food. Like, Man. I would be like, I'd tweet, like, yo, I need a Chipotle gift card. Yeah. And I'd leave the show with, like, three. Like, you know. That's they, insane. You know, the fans yeah, I, are great. I've, I've seen, man, and that's what kind of, I, I, I can't really talk about it right now, but oh, that's what my next film is sort of about. But okay. anyways, um, man, I've seen, just being on the road with Tiny mm-hmm. and, you know, being when I when I I've been I've been working with Tiny for like three or four years now, and seeing some stuff that his fans have done, man, especially in this country in the UK, man. I mean, I've seen people. This is in the doc, like get tattoos of his autograph, like he signed it, and then people get the tattoo later on. You know what I mean? And like, just crazy stuff, man. Like people waiting outside the show for two and three days just to get in the front row. It's like. Some of the extravagant messages and gifts and things that I would see, man, I'll just be like, and then it, it was to the point where, yeah, like you said, people know me. It's like I'm just filming this. I mean, stuff. you're famous, dog. You uh, got, dog, you got like early <laughs> Justin Bieber interviews, man. You're famous, like. But it was crazy, man. Oh, you was, terrified was, on Twitter. I'm trying to be on that level. <laughs> it was crazy, man, to see, to see like people just attached to 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 this guy and anything that was around this guy. So, dog, much, music is. Universal. It's powerful, man. Yeah. It's it's stronger than money. It's stronger than you know, food. Yeah. It's stronger than a lot of things. Yeah, man. Um, it gets people through a lot of stuff. So I had that journey. I toured a lot. I shot a lot of music videos. I documented a lot of things. I saw a lot, and it you know before I knew it, I just I remember we took a break one time, and it was my last spring semester at Maryland as a junior. Now. Mm-hmm. And I was working on Logic's next music video, and we put it out. It's called The Spotlight. Yeah, I remember that. And I'll never forget it because I remember Chris calling me and saying, yo, we got a deal on the table. Mm. I was like, shut up. (laughs) And he was like, guess who just, like, watched your video? He was like, no ID really likes your video. Wow. And I was like, what? (laughs) He was like, no ID, like Kanye's mentor. Like, this guy I've heard on... Last call, all these tracks. I'm just like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, I couldn't even process it. I was so into, like, the hustle, the drive, like, wanting to kill the next video after that, Mm -hmm. that I took it and I ran with it. And I was like, damn, this is motivational. Before I even shot the next video, we were in New York. Mm. And Logic signed a Def Jam. Wow. And this was a year before all that came out. Yeah. So like you know, just kind of like wait signed a year um, before. Yeah, people didn't know. Yeah, that people didn't know. Signed to so yeah. you know, it's not like the label did anything crazy. You know, they gave him the advance money. He got a better spot. He was able to 
be in a better place to create better music for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, even on his, you know, the project that came out after whatever project it was at the time, he didn't have any crazy features or anything. It was all him. So he got signed and, you know, things change. People think you're famous now. People are like, oh, oh you and your goodness. team, yeah, like, you got yeah. money now. Like, you guys are eating. Yeah. But it's not like that. It's like you, you have to pay that back. Exactly. So, you know, people don't get that, but perception is everything. Yep. Man, I mean, it could, perception could, could work in two ways, man. I mean, I, I know myself, I try to be as honest as possible, mm-hmm. but, you know, in I, I use the fake it till you make it thing, not for necessarily, like, public, but I use it in, like, uh, I've used it a lot in business settings. So if I'm, like, trying to convince somebody to let me shoot something or give me a budget or something like that, I'm faking it till I make it in terms of, like, they're going to think that... You're on this level. I am on this certain level. I am a certain... You know what I mean? You and, need and, this much yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what I mean? I need this much. And, you know, now I have risen in the ranks a bit to the point where now I'm like, you know, it, everything it's credible. is... It's credible. But, boy, when I was on the come up, man... Oh, oh yo, my you got to hustle. You got to get lying, it. Just, just lying out my teeth to yeah. get money for, to, start, to shoot stuff. Totally. And, it, and, it, and it worked. You know what I mean? But it was, it was more than just lying. It was just like... I have to show... I, I would spend... Dude... When I made my tiny doc, I literally took, like, I probably spent, I was working at Capitol, and I spent, like, 800 of my own dollars to shoot a teaser, a 10-minute doc, so I can show it to Tiny's manager and Tiny and be like, hey, guys, look at this. I spent all this time and energy and, and money to do this. Let me come on tour with you guys and let me try to make a bigger one. And they were like, whoa. Like, and then I had the whole presentation, man. Like, I had like a 25-page proposal with all the budget outlined and everything, graphics, all that stuff I paid for myself. And it was like, man, that convinced them. You know what I mean? It was that. That literally they were like, yo, this dude, no matter what, he has never done any type of feature before. This guy has only done YouTube videos, but, like, whatever, man. Like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going with him. One thing you have to understand is that people aren't going to believe you unless you really believe in yourself. Absolutely, man. You have to convince yourself. You have to get to that level to, of confidence to believe that you are Jabari, you know? Yeah. I am Orlando. Yeah. I run Gravity. Yeah. And this is what it is. This like, is what it is. You know, if people can see that confidence in your eyes and you're, you present it all well, then they're going to trust you because, you know, you're... You're willing to execute your work on that level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So, let's you know, speaking about that, man, and, and, and having a certain level to your work, man, one thing, as soon as I started watching your stuff, man, and, and after we met and, and just checked out your work, and, you know, now, obviously, I see all your stuff on social media. I love your aesthetic. You know what I mean? Your, it's just very clean, sharp, just, like, kind of to the point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just... What, how would you describe your creative style overall? Thank you. Um, believe it or not, I don't really watch movies. Really? I, I, I mean, that was up until a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've watched movies. I'm not like, you know, some lonely kid that never mm-hmm. watched movies in his life. I just wasn't really into film. I was more into being a photographer yeah. um, and capturing moments that mm-hmm. people would be able to relive just by looking at the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as my style goes, I really like simple and clean stuff, things that are very easy to look at, easy mm-hmm. on the eyes. I'm a huge Apple fan. I love everything Apple does. Yeah. Um, quick story. I got into a car accident before I started working on the paper. 
Mm. I almost died. Um, oh. I was in the hospital for two and a half weeks. My car was completely totaled. My rib cage was broken. My neck was, I could have died. I could have snapped my neck. I was in the hospital for two and a half weeks. And the Steve, Steve Jobs had passed away and Steve Jobs had dropped the, that book, that memoir. Yeah, it's incredible. One of my favorite books. And I was in the hospital and this is just when iBooks came out mm. on the iPhone. I had nothing but like $20 in my bank account and I bought it. I read the whole book. I was on morphine. I was on a bunch of drugs, but I read the entire book. Well, you know, I was in there for two weeks and it changed my life. It changed my way of thinking. And they put so much emphasis on making things clean, making things user-friendly, making things accessible, Mm -hmm. making things worth your while. I want that. I, I like appreciate that. I want people to to look at a gravity product and look at a gravity visual or look at a gravity photo that we, you know, put out and appreciate it and love it and be like, damn, this is clean, this is tight, I want this forever. Like yeah. and I I don't want to give myself all the credit. I obviously built the company, but now we have two new team members. Um actually one of them I went to college with mm-hmm. and he was doing his own thing in college. He was similar to you. He was throwing parties, he was taking pictures, he was doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. He was a part of this group called Sneaker Cartel, a school they were doing a bunch of, you know, things. The craziest thing about all this is that Marshall, that's his name, mm-hmm. Marshall actually paid me for my first video ever. Wow. He hired me on wow. campus to shoot a, a video for sneakers and donating them to, like, Nigeria or Haiti at the time. Mm. And he paid me. He paid me $400 wow. for my first video. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like you. Yeah, he yeah. came to me. He was like, yo, man, I've seen your stuff. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I think I'd only shot a video or two for Logic at the time. Mm. And he paid me $400 for a video. And I was like, yeah, man, I know how to do this. Though. I can do all this. Like, yeah. just say what you want and I'll do it. Yeah. I was YouTubing like crazy. <laughs> trying to <laughs> figure tutorials. out how to edit, how to split videos, <laughs> like audio, yeah. like, all these things. So I learned all these things. He paid me. He was happy. We maintained that relationship. He was throwing hella parties. He was the man on campus. Mm-hmm. Throwing hella parties. I was rarely going to any of them. But when I could, I would show love. Um... Who would have thought that, you know, two, three years later, he'd be on board on my team with me. And one guy I really want to talk about is Jake. Mm-hmm. Jake that's is... Some, that's your other member of Gravity. That's, yeah, that's the other member of Gra- Gravity who I had heard a lot about for mm-hmm. a long time, but we never met. Um, I met him after Marshall, but we started working together before Marshall. Mm-hmm. We started working together right after Logic got signed. So Jake is an artist. He's a creative. He's a screenwriter. That guy's a beast. He's young. He's 19. Mm. So I've been working with Jake since he was 17. Um, Jake's been a part of Gravity. He's been along the. He's you know he's been along the entire ride as assistant director. Like first time we got on MTV. First time we got on BET. First time we went to Atlanta. We drove 15 hours to go shoot Currency. Wow. Like we got that call the night before. Yeah. They were like, "Yo, uh, we're gonna be on MTV and Currency is gonna be." At Atlanta at this time for these shows, so if you want to shoot the video, you can. If not, like, you know, and we made it happen. We've never been to Atlanta, made permits, made the made the city give us permits in less than 24 hours. Really? For warehouses. And, like, that's, you know, like you said, when you're in the zone and you need to get something. Oh, man. No matter what. like it's happening. I was on the phone with um, one of the ladies that had to approve our, you know, our permit for like a huge warehouse space that mm-hmm. was going to have all these cars, all this smoke, all these women, like that takes like a month to get approved. <laughs> yeah. I was literally on the phone with her for two and a half hours where she literally was like, 
if you can be in my office in the next 15 minutes, I will sign and dot your paperwork. I need you to bring $800. I didn't have the money. The producer didn't even give me the money. We got there. I had no money, and she just looked at me like, are you serious? And I was like, <laughs> look, I will bring you the money first thing in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you will have the money. I just need this permit so I can move forward and have, like, you know, um, this car magazine was involved. They brought all these cars for Spitta. Like, mm -hmm. it was crazy. So, you know, going back to Jake, he was a part of that. He missed his homecoming game. You know, he's in high school doing all this crazy shit. Like, he was a part of the ride, and he worked so hard, you know, making sure we were executing the shots we needed to execute. He like he loves organizing things. Mm -hmm. he, he, he plays a big role in keeping things clean yeah. at the design aesthetic. He designed our website. He drew the art that's on our long sleeves that just came out. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's very clean. That's when, you know, dude, I'm literally like the inside of my brain is just like filled with so much joy because it's like to hear that young folks, man, are just on the grind and that, I mean, it's like, I, you know, I, I sound like the old head that, that, that used to be talking to me. Like my OGs would be like, if I had the tools you had, man, you know what I mean? And that's how I feel like with you guys, it's like, yo, man, I mean, I used the internet to my advantage in high school and in college. But it's just a different beast now. Yeah, and it's like you can do anything right now absolutely. you want to do. And people are wasting time. Orlando, people are wasting time oh, on the absolutely. internet, on Facebook and on Instagram. And not to say that I'm not on these things, but like you can use the internet and use it for good or you can just... Waste like, your time. You can just waste your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like, my boy Marshall loves to say that. Yeah. He put me on. He's like, yo, everything in life, you know, the internet's a double-edged sword. You can make it, you know, and use it to your best abilities, or you can fuck yourself over. Yeah, man. Um, oh, my goodness. So, what... Okay, so, you guys... Um, let's talk about the internet real quick. Yeah, let's keep talking about the internet. So, man. speaking of the internet, Jake was doing all of Logic's design work since he okay. was, like, 12 and 13. Wow. This kid was on the internet, killing it. Dog, this kid was, like, I think someone on Modi's team had emailed him yeah. and was like, yo, I need you to do a graphic. He's been doing graphic design his whole life. And, you know, he wants to be a director when he mm -hmm. grows up. He wants to be a screenwriter. So my goal is to help him to get him to that level. Mm -hmm. But he was doing all this graphic design, and I think a DC to BC entered him when he was like 12 or 13. He was like, yo, can you design our logo? <laughs> he didn't know what the hell he was, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even think he responded to the email. <laughs> he showed it to me years later, and it's just crazy how we're all connected now. Yeah. You know, I, I was in this rush, just like you, like, got to get this done. I got to move forward. You know, yeah. we have, we're minorities, so I think we're, our mindset is oh, just the mindset like, is totally go. different. Yeah, it's like, man, I got to work so much harder oh. than the next man. So Hell yeah. There's, there's, it's like team no sleep, even, even though you got to sleep. But, yeah, you yeah. got to sleep. So going back to the internet, like, you know, Jake was doing his thing, doing that. We linked up, started shooting videos together. He put me on to, like, doing slow motion, mm -hmm. close-up shots, the cinematic stuff. He's a movie guy. He knows mm -hmm. everything about movies. And I also want to talk about Marshall because Marshall is just such a smart guy. He likes to mind fuck you in every mm -hmm. way possible. Everything he phrases, he runs a brand called Everything Good. Mm -hmm. He just the wordplay, that guy's wordplay. Yeah. I mean, dog, his Twitter name is Word to Marsh. Like his wordplay <laughs> is crazy. Um, so you know, he did his own thing. He was getting a lot of respect. He is getting a lot of respect in the streetwear game. People mm -hmm. really wear his stuff. 
uh, he sells out. It's it's cool seeing him grow. So after working so closely together, I was shooting a lot of you know pictures and lookbooks and stuff for him. I was like, yo, do you want to be on board for Gravity? Like, I want to take it to the next level. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. So he was the guy that was like, yo, I want to use pop art on the long sleeves. Like, yeah, this yeah, is what yeah, we're about to dope. do. Like, yeah. these colors aren't out yet. We want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, let's do that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what if we use three directors? Spike Jones, Hype Williams, and Mark Romanek, you know, mm-hmm. are some of our favorite music video directors and movie directors. So, you know piece that all together and we're like yo Jake can you draw this mm-hmm. and Jake began in his own he just draws all this crazy stuff it's super clean mature art um, and we put it together we you know we created a product we sold out like pop that on a t-shirt and yeah, for those that don't know this is the, the this is a long sleeve um, and we, yeah what do you guys call it again it's called the behind the scenes long sleeve the behind the scenes long yeah. sleeve yeah cause we are always behind the scenes yeah, like yeah. I think that's the the coolest thing about our jobs, I mean, you're a celebrity, so it's different. <laughs> but, you know, when you're the cameraman, when you're the director, you you don't really get too much lime, limelight. Yeah. So it's cool to, you know, see how things work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's just these directors, we wanted to shed some light on them, yeah. get people hip, let them know what they're about. They're people that inspired us. Um, so we're not really a brand. We're more so a... We're not a clothing brand. More so a creative project, and we wanted to put something that we thought was tight out. Yeah, yeah. And that's dope, man. I think the coolest thing, I, this this is a recurring theme on the podcast, though, man, but it's like nowadays, bro, it doesn't matter what it is you want to do. It's like, you know, I make films. I started interviewing people. It's like now I have this big-ass party that people come to, and they love it. I also have merchandise, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also have, it's like whatever the fuck comes in my brain exactly. that I think that this is creative and this should come out, you know what I mean? And I want people to experience this. I'll just put it out, you know what I mean? And that's the dopest thing anybody can do that right now. Yeah, we and have access to these things. Yeah, we have so access. So why we not? Can, we ex- why not, man? Why um, not? It's just all an expression of yourself. And that's that's what's so dope about right now, man. And I'm... Um, I think this podcast has been able to just encourage people to do that. That's that's the that's the sole reason I, I oh. even started this thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it's great that you're, you know, you're a documentarian. Not only that, but you're a really good people person. So you, talk to all these people, you get their insight, and you're able to share it with the world. Like, yeah. your podcasts are going to, you know, do that. Yeah. I mean, dog, if, you know, early in the game, if I could just Google Jabari and get all this information, you know, from all these people that have experienced these events in their life, like, I would have loved that. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading this book called, you know, What Would You Do With Your Life by mm-hmm. Poe Bronson, and he literally just traveled the world and talked to, like, 70, 80 people, make sure he was talking to them all the time to get their insight on what their lives were like, when they dis- when they discovered themselves and when they decided to, you know, take the next step, whether they we're happy or not, whether they made the right decision. Mm-hmm. You know, we might think we're going to be documentary filmmakers for the rest of our lives, and then one day we're just like, damn, we did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to get all this insight, all this information, all this knowledge is a game changer. Yeah, man. It is, man. It is. And so what? what where are some places that you go for inspiration? Places you know, that I We go were talking about reading before, and... and how, how important that is, man. They teach you in school, reading is fundamental. And when you're in school, you're like, eh, whatever, yes. I don't want to read. But like, I am, dude, 
It is so important. <laughs> Facts only, man. Yeah. I am 22, and four years ago, I never would have thought I'd ever say this, but reading is everything. Everything. Reading changes your life. Like, everybody listening to this, just go out and read. Get some books. Modi started this really cool thing called Book Grid. Book Grid. Yeah. So do that, because that is yeah. tight. Hashtag Book Grid on Instagram. Yep. Check it out. So, yeah, reading is, is super tight. But places I go for in, inspiration... I traveled a lot, mm-hmm. being on the road, touring, been to Europe, traveled the nation twice. Um, I think people need to travel and so see important. things. I think you need to experience more in life. The internet is a double-edged sword. Yeah. It could keep you in your house all day. You can be on Twitter, you can be on Tumblr, you can be on Facebook, and not really experience what's going on around you. I want people to turn their phones off and live their lives like, you know, once I meet up with you, I don't want to be on my phone. Yeah, My yeah. phone's off right now, yeah. and I'm loving life. Yeah, I think that as far as inspiration goes, travel. See new things. Meet new people. Talk to new people. Try new foods. Um, bring a camera with you. Document it. Mm-hmm. Like, print the pictures out once you're done. Share mm-hmm. them with friends. Talk about this, you know. Going to new places is what's going to open your eyes up more than anything. Absolutely, man. I, I like what you said about printing pictures, man. That's something I've just taken it back to the disposable. Yes. And, and I've been shooting so much on disposables. Mm-hmm. And I have, I probably have like, man, close to, close to like 10 disposables that I haven't even developed yet. You should get them done and because I started a project yeah. two years ago where I collected disposables. Mm. And I filled them all up. I think I had over 30. Yeah. And I tried to get them all printed, and I couldn't. CVS, like Walmart, You Target. can do that at Target, I thought. No, no. Oh, well, on the East Coast, oh, okay. where, in Maryland, yeah. where I'm from, mm-hmm. all those spots were closing down their photo centers. Oh, so, I know Target. There's a, there's a Target right here on uh, on La Brea that uh-huh. definitely uh, still does it. Or maybe last I'm sure here because it's a big entertainment scene. Yeah, yeah. But they were closing all their photo centers, so on the last day ever, like... We went to Costco yeah. with Marshall. Me and my boy Marshall went to Costco and we developed all the photos. Yeah. And after two years, I was able to see like all these crazy yeah, ass yeah, photos that dope. you know you can't plan things when it's di- when it's not digital. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing too, man. It's like you know the spon- spontaneity of it, but also it's like it's one thing for you to take a photo of somebody, email it to them, and that's cool, man. But it's like. It's, it's something when, like, I, I have a bunch of photos from my friend's birthdays and stuff like that. So to actually hand them these photos and say, hey, this is something that is, like, my little gift to you years later or, or months later, you know what I mean? And it's, a, it's something physical, man. There's something about – and I, I, you know what I started learning about physical products, man, is when I started selling the mobbing hats. When I started selling the mobbing hats with me and Kevin for a surprise party – I realized the importance. No, I'm sorry. When I started throwing a surprise party, that was when I realized just the importance of physical interaction with yes, people, right? Yes, yes. And taking stuff offline to a real place. And then when we came out with the hats, I was like, whoa, this is, there are so many different ways you can affect people. Now you're affecting the way people look and feel about themselves. They think they have a cool product on, they like the story that's coming behind the product, they like the people that put the product out. It's just like when they take a picture with that thing on, man, and, and, and all that stuff is running through their mind, it may not even all be running through their mind at once, but it's like there's a lot of those elements that I just said are things that are running through when you click purchase, so they're always there. And 
that experience and being able to give people that experience to me, I just got my feet wet in it. But man, I'm just like, oh, it's, it's just it's another form of art to me. Absolutely. And it's like, man, the next the next item that I have dropping, oh, I'm, Yo, gonna, I'm putting I so much time you, into it. Like when people wear your stuff, you're like, hey, that's me. Yeah, that's it's, it's crazy. That's a piece of me. Yeah, that was in Illustrator one day. Yep. That was in mock-ups that was being sent to China or wherever your yeah, supplier yeah. is. And I spent months designing it, and now it's here, and you have it. Like, at the end of the day, they made that conscious decision to put it on and wear your product mm-hmm. and share it with everyone around them. So, like, it's a part of you, which is connected to them. Yeah. And that's priceless. Like, yeah. same with disposables. Yeah. You hold that product, you're like, damn, I didn't even plan these photos. They all came out the way they did because that's what they are. Yeah. You know, I think... The culture loses a lot of that because of the internet, because so many things are so accessible. Yeah. Um, it kind of taints our experience. I suggest people to move, to go out, and to to live life. Yeah. Um, that's what's going to help you decide what you want to do, what you, um, you know, what's going to make you happy. If you're on the computer all day, um, wasting time, then it's pointless. Like, yeah. Life is about moving and, and experiencing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So. Where can people find out more about Gravity, more about you, um, and just your work, man, and everything? Well, you guys can follow my personal Twitter account at Lando underscore Herb. That's L-A-N-D-O underscore U-R-B. You can follow our company account at G-R-V-T-Y underscore. Why the name Gravity, too, by the way? Oh, um, when I was younger, I wanted to start a clothing brand. Mm. I was probably like 12, 13. I wanted to start a clothing brand called Gravity because all my friends were moving away. So I wanted something that could hold us down, something that would keep us mm, together, something that makes sure that we were everywhere. You just never saw us. Yeah. So that's the whole thing behind Gravity. I like it, man. I, uh, like it. I took the vowels out because I think it was a cool thing to do back then. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of kept it around with it. I designed the logo in like, this is crazy. I designed the logo in, um, I'm blanking out. It's a photo, it's not a Photoshop program. I designed the logo uh, in paint. No, no. I designed oh. the logo in Adobe. Damn, how can I forget? Illustrator. Oh. Uh-huh. Acrobat. Dog. No, it's a video. It's one of the video programs. Oh, oh. Um, 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 um Premiere. No, the gray one. It's like a gray color. Oh. I don't know. Damn, how am I blanking out? Oh well, some video okay. program. Okay. Well. Whatever. Yeah. I um, designed it in Adobe. All right, I want to find out right now. Well, it doesn't matter. Right okay. Now. <laughs> but anyways, I designed it in a video editing program. It was called Adobe something. I'm going to hate myself for not knowing this because I edit. But I designed it in that when I was like 12 or 13. I put the shutters on there because I love natural light. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my you know my bedroom had the natural light coming through. So I added shutters on the video logo. You can catch that. And you know, fast forward now, we kind of tweaked it up. It's a lot cleaner. Um, but it's been there since. I have the same file I made it on when I was like a, an eighth grader or freshman in high school. Man, this, man, no excuse, man. No excuse. If you are a grown person and you're not doing what you want to be doing, change your life. Seriously, guys, change your life. Because, I mean, look, man, look at the stories that are out here. 12 years old, designing logos, and the company is still named that you know what I mean you're still pursuing your dreams man and yeah there's just no excuse for grown people to to not be doing what we want man don't let responsibilities don't let life don't let 
don't let these things get in the way of pursuing your dreams. It may make it harder. Trust and believe I understand that it may make it harder if you have obstacles in your way. But don't let it, don't let the dreams die. All right? So, with that being said, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You got you to gotta still continue to let people know where to uh, find you at. Because yes. you, you didn't say. Um, follow Jake at jakecat. That's J-A-K-E-C-A-T-T. Follow Marshall at Word to Marsh, W-R-D-T-O-M-A-R-S-H. And follow Jabari, yo, what? Oh, man. They, they, at Jabari. They're at, sick of me, man. You already know. <laughs> follow him on every platform that he has. Just Google the guy. <laughs> oh, man. That's Gravity. I'll put all the links in the show notes for you guys. Um, and, yeah, man, like I said, you guys can support this podcast with a dollar tip. So if you like what you hear, uh, send a dollar over per podcast. You can send as little as you want, as much as you want. Um, but if you're getting value from the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Jabari. A link is in the show notes as well. All right. You know what it is. Stay ready. Again, stay ready. I'm so serious when I say this. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. It's Words with Friends. Peace.